0: Welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come to discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Eli Delaney, the creator of the Driving Your Marketing Podcast. And we are here for one purpose and one purpose only because I have fun sharing marketing-related stuff and introducing you to fun, cool people in the marketing world and sometimes not even in the marketing world but in other industries that have done cool things with their marketing. And the whole reason for that is because so many people – when I talk to them, I ask them what they're doing to market themselves, and you know what do they feel about marketing, and there's so much stigma against it because they think that it's hard, it's scary, it's complicated, it has to be expensive and I, and as always, I always mention that I've actually had people say it's black magic and voodoo before, and the whole thing here is it is not any of those things. Marketing is actually a very, very easy thing to do, and my goal is to get you to love marketing as much as I do, because it is so much fun when you understand it's not about being salesy, it's not about being pushy, it's about getting your message out there, and it does not have to be expensive in the process. So one of the cool things that I have so much fun with this show for is that I get to meet and hang out with really cool people, and that leads me to today's guest. Now, today's guest, uh, you guys know, you guys that listen to this show know I always talk about my rock stars. And I found today's guest purely from a coincidence of a six degrees type of thing. I met somebody at World Domination Summit uh, probably about a month, a little over a month ago. And she gave me her card, and we got talking back and forth. And I checked her out her website, and she had actually worked with today's guest. And I looked it up, and she had some really cool stuff, and I wanted to share um, what was going on. And our guest today is Cher Ross, and she is best known as the former bassist of the 80s platinum selling all female rock band Vixen, which I grew up in the 80s. I was a complete glam rock groupie, had a lot of fun with it, and I do remember Vixen, thought they were just so cool. And then what ended up happening with her is that many years later, she's went on to become a video editor producer for clients that include Sony, Geffen, Universal, BMG. She's hosted several successful online video shows and then realized that she was constantly helping her friends get comfortable and confident on camera, along with helping them write their scripts for video. So Cher has now launched the Video Rockstar University, which works really well and why it creates. Grabbed my attention was because the fact that I have your marketing university, and of course, anything that relates to university and rock stars together caught my attention. She's helping female entrepreneurs unleash their inner rock star on camera. So, Cher, thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you, Eli. It's great to be here. So, this was a lot of fun, and you and I had a great conversation after I saw who you were. And it was so funny because I saw your website, and I'm like, okay, you know. Uh, Rockstar Video or Video Rockstar University. I'm like, okay, first thing that catches my attention because it sounds like fun. Second thing, it sounds like a great compliment to your marketing university. I'm gonna find out who this girl is, and I go and I check it out, and then I read your bio, and I go, oh wait a minute, I do know her because you know, being from my my rock and roll background and the fact that I I hung out with a lot of those guys back then. And now it's so much so great to actually get the chance to meet you. You and I had an amazing conversation last week, and I'm so happy to be here. How did you get from the rock and roll world into what you're doing right now?
1: I know. Weird, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Strange world. Um, You know, it really was just a matter of one putting one foot in front of the other. It all happened pretty organically with... uh, starting to do a lot of video work, uh, back in the nineties. And, um, I don't know, it was kind of crazy where, um, at one point then we were doing, we had all these clients, like you said, on the, on the introduction, you know, we had these people like Sony and Geffen and we were behind the camera filming people like Mary J. Blige and Ashley Simpson and all this stuff. Um, it was a little bit crazy. And, and then along that, along that route, um, We, my husband and I had a band and I was going through a period where, um, I didn't want to play gigs anymore. I was going through a lot of personal stuff with my family and, um, and I was just like, you know, I just can't get up on stage right now. I got too much going on with my family stuff. And he's like, well, why don't we do like a podcast, but do like a video podcast. Isn't that called vlogging or something? And so I was like, I don't want to be on camera. I'm too afraid to be on camera. And I had to face all this turmoil that I had about being on camera, because it's one thing to walk on stage and to, to rock out, you know, with my bass or my guitar, whatever the case may be. That's a whole different experience, just like, you know, for public speakers who get really used to that experience. It's one thing to walk out there and you have an interaction with real people. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing these online video shows and I had to talk to a camera and uh, I, had a, I had a crash course in learning how to make that work. <laughs> and, um, and the uh so so we're sort of like taking all those behind the camera skills and then figuring out what worked you know in front of the lens as somebody who's talking to the camera and um I started to to see what was working and our first show was called rock and roll TV and within about I think it was within about a year we were getting five million downloads a month.
0: Wow, that is awesome. yeah.
1: It was crazy. So um, that kind of took over our lives for a long time. And initially, Rock and Roll TV was like, I was kind of like the host, and then we would film bands. And so it was a lot of uh, crash course, guerrilla style video making as well. I learned how to light things like on the fly. And just, it was just, you know, you learn out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all of that came into play a- along with, you know, I along with marketing the show as well. I mean, my gosh. Talk about Crash Course. It was amazing. But it it went really, really well. So it was it was good. And then that ended up with the
0: helping other people get in front of the camera. Right. And that is so cool. And I think that you said something really important here because I think a lot of times, like I tell people that when I tell them that they need to be doing video, they, they look at me and they're like, well, I, I just can't do it because I, I, I don't like to be in front of the camera because you know, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable like you are. And you just said something very, very, very important that everybody needs to pay attention to. You, being the rock star, had troubles getting in front of the camera as well because it is a different experience. You said something that was so perfect with that, and I know the exact same thing. When I first started doing videos – I have I had a hard time. I mean, a three minute video used to take me all day to do, because I had to take so many takes of it. And it was because I I got freaked out. I didn't feel comfortable with it. Talking to a little red light is not the same as talking to in front of a real audience. And I've had you know, I've spoken in front of groups of three hundred before without any problems. But you get me in front of the camera, and that's when I had troubles. And and I and a lot of times people don't quite realize that that is normal. That happens. And, you know, you showed uh, the exact same scenario in there, but you kept doing it and you got over it and you learned how to work it to make it work for you. And I, I love the way you put that out there.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And, and Eli, you're totally dead on the money with that because I think what happens, um, We get we get in our own world, especially if you're a solopreneur, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, entrepreneur, and just being by yourself all the time. And you see people doing these video shows or video presentations or whatever, whatever the case may be. But a lot of times we see them where they've already developed. They've they might already have even a crew doing it for them. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, when they first started, I guarantee you, they were sweaty palms, a million takes nervous as heck thinking they looked, you know, whatever. Oh my gosh. I've heard everything <laughs> I've heard. I didn't know that I looked like that when I talked on camera and oh my gosh, I look so fat. And I look so weird when I smile. And oh my God, look at my eyes. are doing that really funny thing. And I've heard everything now because I've run my course a lot. Mm-hmm. And in the first two weeks, There's a ton of discussion around self-acceptance and self-image for that very thing, and it really just comes back to self-love. But the, the important thing that I always get across is that whatever it is that you're talking about, whatever it is that is your subject, that's your message, that's what clients want to hear. And they don't care how comfortable or uncomfortable you are if you can help them. And as soon as you
0: focus on that, that's when you start to get comfortable. Right. Very cool. I love that. Now, in today's world, what would you say, you know, we know that video plays a very, very big part of the marketing world and YouTube being as big as it is. How important is it to make videos for business in today's world?
1: I think video is more important than ever now, um, it's interesting to note, just as a as a side thing, this fascinates me. YouTube's only been around since 2005.
0: hmm. Um, it's, still, it's still a baby.
1: It is. So if you think of how big it is right now, it's, it's just only going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because now it's like it's just a way of communicating. And one of the things that video does, there's two things I want to point out. One thing is that video establishes trust because we feel like we – We're meeting somebody. It's like if I can't meet you face-to-face, if you have a video on your website, I'm going to press play because I want to see what you're really like. And there's this feeling of, well, I want to know who you really are. And somehow if I see you talking to the camera, then I'm going to know a lot more about you because there's a lot of subtle information that's coming through that I'm never going to get from photographs and text on a website.
0: Right and I and I can I can vouch for that one too because I've had people who have become fans of mine and they've watched my videos and they and I've actually had them meet me live and it's so funny because they get the the bit of a weird first time celebrity vibe where they're like you're Eli Delaney, I watch your videos. And and it's like, you know, there's a bit of celebrity going on, they're wanting to come over, you know, get their picture taken with me and things like that, which, by the way, is when you first start out, and I'm sure you can probably verify this is the fact that it's it's kind of creepy and weird the first couple of times it happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, there's like, wait a minute, who we what? What? Yeah, who with me?
0: But the great thing about that is that they feel like they've gotten to know you. They feel like even, yeah. even if you're a celebrity, they feel like they've gotten to know you and like you're a friend. And they can talk to you differently and they know your tone of voice and your, um, the way you talk and, and the way your personality rings through. And it's so much different than you can't portray that in on a sales page. You can't portray that in an article. You can get a little bit of it, but it's just not the same.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's such a different, uh, it's such a different connection for that very reason. And, um, and the, you know, the second part that when people say, you know, how important is video, I always come back with, well, when you go to a website, if there's a video, do you click on it? And, you know, I think I've never had anybody say, no, I never click on a video.
0: Right. Well, and it's and it is a way that people can get to know you a little bit more and just they, they can feel the personality a little bit better with that, too. I know. I, and here's here's a question for you that when, when people are looking at videos and, and this is kind of a personal question, to because I hear some of the stats going against my own personal belief on this. But how long should you if you got a video on, say, your home page, how long should that video be?
1: Um, you know, that is a tricky question. Um, there isn't any one straight answer, but I will tell you some of the results from studies. In general, if you have a professionally filmed video on your front page, you can get away with longer time. If you're going with like, okay, I shot this on my home computer, then you probably want to go a little bit shorter. Um, studies kind of show that people drop off between the two minute and three minute mark. But here's a really interesting fact, and I'm going to circle back around to this, um, People decide if they're going to watch your video in the first 7 to 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you can hook them in those first 7 to 10 seconds, then chances are they're going to last for at least the whole two minutes. Uh, But in terms of the length of the video, for a homepage video, um, I've seen them and sat through them. If they were really engaging and giving me information that I needed, I will sit through 5 to 10 minutes if they're just selling i'm gone so if it's informational and it's educational and they're saying you know you know maybe you know sign up for my freebie because then you're going to get this but right now i'm going to give you some information here's three ways to you know boost your business or something and they're giving me three really valuable tips i'm going to sit there and watch the whole thing now you know what i'm saying so so mm-hmm. if it's that kind of video i might watch it if it's more like Hey, I can do this for you and I can do that for you and blah, 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 then you're not really giving me valuable content. If it's if it's that kind of video, I'd say a minute to two minutes. Right. Um, for for people who are posting regularly, like, you know, they're doing a series, you know, like a weekly video kind of thing, it's generally like, you know, a minute to three minutes. If it's a training video and it's some you know, somebody signed up for your big training that can be however long it needs to be typically for those videos i do recommend more uh powerpoint type things because it's hard to watch a talking head for you know 15 minutes 20 <laughs> minutes or whatever
0: right well and that's <laughs> and that's that's what kind of where i was going with this is i've noticed that you know, some of these guys they'll they'll put these videos on their websites and they may even be really good videos professionally done and everything, but they're mm-hmm. they're making these, you know, twenty, thirty, sometimes as high as like forty five minute videos. Oh, and too long. It's yeah, it's just way too long. Too long. And even long. even within our own training courses, we used to put out courses where each module would be like ninety minutes. What we're doing mm-hmm. is we've now broken them down to yeah. a whole bunch of smaller five to fifteen minute max videos and it may still be 90 minutes total but it's broken down into smaller chunks for people and that's that's something i've seen much more more common lately because i think that in today's add world i think that's what we need we need that smaller chunk involved with it
1: oh definitely i mean my gosh at any given moment somebody's watching your video at the same time they're checking their cell phone for email so they don't lose their place on your video and then if they get bored with you they're back to facebook
0: Mm-hmm, Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that is the world we live in. Period. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if somebody has content that does take up, say, like an hour, I immediately say, "Well, find a way to break it up and do a series."
0: Right. Well, and the great thing about it is, yeah. if this is public content you're using as a as a marketing tool to share and get your ma- spread your message out there, it, that bre- that gives you more content instead of one thing you have, you know, ten or twenty things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I think is is really kind of important to really talk about here is you talked about the the difference between like a professionally done video. You can actually have it be a little bit longer. But you know a lot of times especially the people that listen to this show, we're we're smaller solopreneurs. We don't necessarily have a big budget to hire a professional studio or you know go buy a ten thousand dollar camera. What's your thoughts and ideas about using the, you know, the webcam on your computer or even your smartphone?
1: Absolutely, I mean that is what I teach entrepreneurs to do: is to film themselves with their computers and their smartphones. Absolutely, um, you know, it isn't as much about, um, and especially today, everybody's used to it, and it really isn't as much about the equipment. So, you know, you watch somebody talking to the camera with passion and you're going to be interested and if they're really having a conversation on the camera not you know not a narrative but they're actually having a conversation mm-hmm. you're interested you're engaged you're hooked now if, if you take somebody uh, and, and this is I'm speaking about this from experience which is another reason why I started to do what I do was we were um, we used to do a lot of video production and so there were several times where I had entrepreneurs and I was working with them to film whatever, you know, something that they needed filmed and we've got, you know, this full professional setup and they were so uncomfortable, you know, working with a teleprompter, the best lights, an awesome mic, gorgeous makeup, nothing was (laughs) going to work. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, if you are not comfortable the best equipment, lighting, microphone, camera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in the world is not going to work. So, right. so really the bottom line is, um, and, and I'm a big believer in this, is use a camera that you're, that you're comfortable using, that you're going to use. And in today's world of YouTube, we're fine with seeing videos shot on, on a camera, on, on a phone. Um, one thing, if you are shooting yourself on a phone, I am going to say, make sure you turn it sideways, because that's the <laughs> correct aspect ratio. And you can get yourself a cheap tripod. They're like, you can get one from Photo Jojo at the, they have a store there, I think it's called the Sling Shop. that's 20 bucks or 15 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can mount that thing and just, you can either mount it on a proper tripod or you can put it on a bookcase or whatever, you know, you want it. So it's eye level, blah, 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 blah. Um, Sign up for my free training that we'll get to that later. But (laughs) (laughs) you know, the, the, the computer or the phone will work great. The secret is to do it. And when you think about it too much, then it's almost like you, you, as entrepreneurs, we overthink everything. Right. What if, what if, what if, what if, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, we've overthought it to the point where we talked ourselves out of the whole process. (laughs) So yes, film yourself on your computer, film yourself on your iPhone, film yourself on your webcam,
0: just start filming. Right. And the the great thing about that is, especially with even some of the webcams, I mean, I've got a, my webcam is a Logitech. It's got, it's like a 720, you know, 720 DPI. This thing is, it puts out some really good video and it's super simple to use. And I, I think when I, when I got it, my daughter actually bought it for me for a Christmas present a couple of years ago. It was, I believe, it was like fifty bucks. And at the time, she got it from Amazon, and Amazon had a two for one. So I actually have two of them. I carry one in oh my, my bag God. with me at all times. I have the other one mounted on a tripod right behind my computer. And I mean, it's they're not expensive. And even the newer ones, I think the the, the higher quality brand, you know, top of the line, really, hundred bucks max. For, for a high-quality webcam, and you don't have to even go that high-quality. And even you know, – I've got a fairly new like – last month I got a Samsung uh, – I think it's a Galaxy S3 for my phone. And I'm shooting videos and taking pictures on this thing, and I'm looking at the videos going, I cannot believe the quality on this thing. And wow. so you don't have to worry about the big expensive equipment. This is stuff that we have in our everyday arsenal that's here.
1: So true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, And it really is a matter of working with what you have. You know, the video in 2013, and I'm sure continuing on to 2014, it isn't about, you know, I have to have this expensive video camera and I have to have all this gear, blah, 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 blah. You don't anymore. YouTube right. changed the game. It really did changed the whole game.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to doing video, we know, I mean, we know what equipment we can basically use, but let's talk a little bit about lighting and audio, because I know that that's something that's actually very important that people do kind of pay attention to. Let's get a couple of, of tips on how to make that work, because my personal belief is that honestly, the audio is actually more important than the video.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a saying in the world of film that audio makes up over 50% of the picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because audio is perceived in such a strong way, so uh, there's definitely a lot to be said for audio. Um, and one of the things I always tell people is to, you know, pay. Attention. If you are going to buy, first off, you're going to buy a camera. See if it takes an external mic. If you're not going to buy a camera, which you don't have to, um, if you're on an iPhone or you're on a computer, you can get a twenty dollar wired lavalier mic. It's the Audio Technica ATR thirty three fifty. It's on Amazon. It mm-hmm. ranges between eighteen and twenty three dollars depending on what the weather is or something.
0: <laughs> right. It's yep.
1: not a brilliant mic. It doesn't have like, you know, level control or anything like that, but it will work. Comes in a battery, so you gotta turn it on and off and if it doesn't work, flip the battery over, you probably have the battery in the wrong way. <laughs> Had a lot of clients go, It doesn't work. I'm like, turn the battery over. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if you are on an iPhone or any kind of smartphone for that matter, you will need an adapter for that any mic to work because of because of how the jack works on a smartphone. Um, you can get a, a, an adapter from a place called KVConnection.com. It's really easy to find the adapters on there, and again, about twenty five bucks. You can plug it in without an adapter to a computer into the mic jack, and you're going to have an awesome sounding little lav mic that clips onto your shirt. Um right. You're never going to be more than probably three, four five feet away, so the twenty foot of cable is way more than enough and tiny, tiny investment and huge payback I mean enormous, absolutely incredible um, you know it changes the game, especially if you ever want to consider you know filming outside or something like that. you have got to have an external mic. If you're going to film outside, if you want to film inside and you're just like, you know what, Cher, I can't get the mic yet. Okay. All right. But don't film outside without a mic. <laughs>
0: right. I've had, we hear I've all had that videos wind. that I've done. Yeah. I've had videos that I've done that, that I didn't even realize it was really that windy. And then I go back and I look at them and they look beautiful, but the audio is just shot. And yeah. so I totally get that. And I mean, it's 20 bucks. We're not talking about yeah. a lot of money here at all. And it's no. all, it's, Great with the equipment that you got. I mean, just pick up. Yes. Um, and, yes, Amazon is your best friend when it comes to stuff Absolutely.
1: Like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, w- and when it comes to lighting, there's a ton of solutions for lighting. But the first thing you want to look for is uh, soft, white, diffused light. And you want it to be as even and balanced as possible. So, in other words, you don't want to have one lamp to the left side of the camera and nothing on the right side because then your right side is going to be all in shadow. Mm-hmm. So I always say, you know, you want to get two of whatever you're going to get, if possible. Um, and I have done videos with paper globe lanterns, the kind you get for like ten bucks from Target or five bucks from IKEA, mm-hmm. and you stick bulbs in them, and you clamp them wherever you can, or you can hang them from the ceiling if you're so inclined. I've clamped them to mic stands and easels and <laughs> Lord knows what.
2: Yep. Um,
1: really, really. Gorilla Tactic. Um, there's also a cowboy kit. People can Google on or, or search on Amazon. It's called Cowboy Kit. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. There's one for 60 bucks. It's umbrellas. And then there's another one that's more like light boxes. Um, that's more like $200. Bigger investment. I will tell you that um, they say that they're portable, but those stands are not very sturdy. And um, <laughs> I speak from experience when I tell you. The $200 one... Once you set it up, you don't want to take it down and put it back together because you'll never get get it back together again.
0: <laughs> yeah, well then that's a very good one to know because I know I've been looking at those too and um I mean my you know we get back to the the concept of you you don't have to go with the bigger bigger set if you've got the budget for yeah. it then, then definitely go pick up a cowboy kit cuz those things are awesome um yeah. and I've been looking at them for a while and deciding which you know where I want to go with mine but my my lighting setup when I first started doing video consisted of two, um, you know, the clamp lights that you can get from, like, Home Depot, Lowe's, and that kind of stuff. Two of Mm -hmm. those, and here's a little secret, I don't know if you know about this one, is if you use the the soft fluorescents that are, that actually say, you know, the the daylight on them, Mm -hmm. and what it does is it, it mimics, like, what a real light bulb would look like, and then you take um, plastic bags like which you would get your groceries in and wrap one of those around it. And it actually creates a diffuser. But because of those kind of lights don't burn hot, it doesn't burn the plastic.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Great tip. Love the that. Entire, yeah. The entire thing cost me less than 30 bucks. I
1: okay. love it. I so, love
0: it. Yeah. Know, just,
1: I, I have a I have a setup at my computer. um because I, I film both ways. You know, I film with like a professional setup, and then I also film on my computer, because if I'm going to ask other people to do that, then I better do it too, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I have two tips. One is when I film at my computer, I don't have any room on either side. It's right up against a wall, and there's just like no space on either side of my desk to place any sort of lighting. So what we did is we went to Home Depot and got a $30 fluorescent tube in a diffusion panel and mounted it on the wall. Simple. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Done. I just flip on the light, sit down, press record, You know, plug in my mic, film a video. Easy. Could not be easier. Um, another tip, not many people know about this. This can be a little bit trickier, but you can play around with it. It's best at, at, at dusk and dawn, which is typically called the golden hour of in photography. Mm-hmm. But you can film yourself in your car with your smartphone. And you can do this even without a mic if you have to. Right. Um, where you just put your you find a way to put the phone on your dash and you will get pretty good sound because your car kind of works like a sound booth. Right. And depending on where your car is positioned, obviously you don't want dappled light, to, you know, and shadow to be coming through a tree or something. But, you know, if you can sort of get yourself to your you're receiving indirect light from from the sun, so it's not actually in your eyes or anything, um, you can get a pretty good-looking video in your car.
0: Right. You know, I have just to just share with you because you're probably going to get a kick out of this. Years ago, when I first started doing video, I found, and this goes back to a way to get around the, the shyness of it, what I found was I got uh, one of those little dashboard clips that you're supposed to put either your phone or your GPS in and use that to mount my camera. And I, I, had, I started doing this with uh, with uh, one of the flip cameras when they were still popular. All and right. I would actually do my videos in my car using that because it was a built-in mount. And the original <laughs> version of Driving Your Marketing were short three to five-minute videos doing that with my flip cam in the dash. I would hit the record button. I'd start driving. I would record a couple of the videos back to back. And when, when I got to a stop place, I would hit the stop button on there, and then go back, take them back, and edit them. And they turned out really good. And the great thing is that the audio was was definitely really good because the fact that I'm inside the car, even while I'm driving down the road, I've got the windows up, so it's not there's no outside sound, and the audio quality turned out really good with them.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's really funny because my next line was going to be now whatever you do don't film yourself while you're driving.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and, you know I got a lot of flack for that by the way, Um, but uh, I will say here's here's my preface to that whole whole thing is that when I was stopped I would set it up I would hit the record button, and then I would drive and I would do a whole bunch of them back to back. And even if I didn't, if I ran out of stuff to say, I just kept it recording until I got to a stopping point again, and then I would stop it. And the the right. thing was that I was focusing my attention on my driving, and just talking, like if I was talking to somebody in the passenger seat next to me, and it made it so much easier for me to be able to 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 do my thing in front of the camera. So, yeah, so it got you
1: over the whole like nervousness of of doing it.
0: Exactly, because I was, I was yeah. more focused on paying attention to the road and then just talking right. in the process. So it was just like, I'm I just love talking. It. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And the, those videos are still hanging out there, hiding somewhere in the Internet. We, we've rebranded everything since then, so we don't push them anymore because they had the logo on them and all that kind of stuff. But they're still out there. i know what you mean they're lingering yes they're lingering which is a which is a really important thing to think about when you're getting when you're getting videos out there obviously the whole point is to get people to watch your videos and you know down the road you want to make sure that it's a long lasting thing you don't want to just be a fly by night type of thing that it's here today and gone tomorrow how do you get people to actually watch your videos how do you get them to pay attention to it
1: Um, That goes back to, you know, grabbing them in that first seven to ten seconds. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And one of the biggest things I advise people around is, um, you know, it's, it's pretty standard for a newbie to start off with. Hi, my name is Cher Ross, and I'm the head coach over at Video Box State University. Well, that's probably taken up five to seven seconds. And now I feel like a deer in headlights because that's a really awkward way to start or any conversation. It's a little bit like show and tell at school. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you as a viewer, have no idea what I'm going to talk about. So there's no engagement, there's no interaction, and it's not very conversational. It's more of a narrative. So the first thing I do is get get around that by getting into what I call an engaging opening. And to do an engaging opening, the simplest one is to start with questions. And it's sort of reverse engineering. So if you already know what you're going to talk about, Mm-hmm. So say that I already know I'm going to talk about, um, what type of camera is best to do your videos. Right. So if I'm going to start with that, I would then say, okay, how do my clients feel about wondering what camera is best to use? Like, what are their emotions around that? And you know, I get emails about this. So it's almost like going through your FAQ and going, what do I get asked about a lot? So, you know, I could start off with, you know, um, have you been getting a lot of advice about whether you need a DSLR or you can shoot your videos on your camera or your phone or your computer or what's best for you? Do you feel almost like overwhelmed and so overwhelmed, in fact, you're not shooting any videos at all? Then I would say, hi, I'm Cher Ross from Video Rocks University. Let's break through this once and for all.
0: Okay. So instead of instead of starting with your intro, you're starting with the question and then introducing yourself after the fact
1: right and awesome. the questions work as as a magnet and a filter so the magnet is if if this video if this information interests you there's a pretty good chance that now you're going to watch it and then obviously the flip side of the filter is you know if this if this information doesn't interest you then you're not going to watch it but you would have been mad at me if you just started to watch it and go, this doesn't apply to me. I don't care about this. (laughs) So it's good. You know, it works really well so that people who are interested are actually going to watch what you have to say and, and they want to know that information.
0: Right. No, I love it, and I think that's a really important that's – a, that's a beautiful tip because so many people and – I, and I can say that I'm guilty of this too. A lot of times I introduce myself first when I start and then go into the topic, and I like the way you've switched it around and turned it, turned it around to start with the topic, then introduce yourself, and then go into the content, which it grabs their attention and gets them to go, oh, yes, that is me.
1: Right. Yeah, you just want to identify that you're talking to the right target market. And I don't want to, by any means, I'm not putting down the, high my name is, as, as like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just, it's nice to break it up and try an alternative. And it does work to engage people right away and get them thinking. Because if you ask a question that, you know, gets them to nod their head and say, yes, that's me, that you're talking to me, then right away, they're interested in your video.
0: Right now I love it it all, and it and,
1: it also helps the person who's doing the video to be a lot more comfortable
0: right okay, and that it and that makes sense too and it's I'm gonna have to say that I'm gonna have to try to try try to put that one into place because i I have not done it that way yet so i'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that for my next video just so you know awesome all very right. cool, okay now let's talk about the you know the whole concept of having a viral video and i I have Kind of a love hate relationship with the concept of viral videos, because a lot of times people end up creating these viral videos that the, they want to do something that's cutesy and you know the you know anything with kitties or panda bears always becomes viral, but they think that they can do something like that in their business, and it actually right. is a backfiring on them. so let's talk about that concept for a bit
1: i okay, I completely agree with you. And viral videos I think are best left to dancing cats. And if you or I happen to create a video that goes viral, I think it needs to be something that's unintentional. And I compare it to becoming a rock star. I didn't, I did not grow up and say, I'm going to grow up to be a rock star. I grew up and said, I'm going to be a musician. That's what I do. That's what I love doing. And it happened that that band that I was in became successful and I became a rock star. But I did not intend that as my ultimate goal. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, so I totally sort of like get it, it. You know, it's like you have to have the content. Aim for the connection, not for viral. The other reason being, you know, just like, you know, the instant celebrity um, they tend to be forgotten really fast. Viral videos tend to be forgotten really fast as well. Um, you know, I once did a, a whole, uh, I wrote a, I was one of the songwriters for this guy named Jesse Camp, who was, you know, Adwater instant celebrity. He won the mm-hmm. first become a VJ contest on MTV, 19 mm-hmm. year old kid, um, got a, you know, a million dollar record deal with Hollywood Records produced by Rob Cavallo, the guy who produced Green Day, blah, 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 blah. And we were, I was part of the songwriting team. And where's Jesse now? <laughs> you know, struggling. Right. And it's the same thing. You know, it's like he could have sustained that if he had not gone for the, you know, he kind of went for a lot of sort of a, I, I would say like similar to a viral approach. You know, he burned a lot of bridges, blah, 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 blah. Um, you got to play the slow game, not the fast game, be the tortoise, not the hare, blah, 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 all that stuff. But it's true because, you know, if you build a grassroots movement, just like in rock and roll, you're going to, they're going to be there when, when the, when the blocks tumble, your grassroots falling will still be there.
0: Right. Well, and it's, it's building that foundation. You know, I, I deal with yeah. a lot of people that, that, they're they're looking for the the magic bullet. They want to have the oh, yeah. they they're they're spending outrageous amounts of money on this new great course that says we're going to show you how to make your millions on Facebook ads, and then they turn around and they try it, and usually they only they sort of half ass do it, and it ends up getting poor results, and they say well the product sucked. And the problem with that is that generally it's not that the product necessarily sucked. Most of the time the products are actually very good, but the person who put it together actually had a foundation first so it actually worked and, and lasted. It wasn't a flash in the pan. And right. That's, that's Absolutely. what you're talking about here. It's just you, you need to have those foundations first and the rest will come.
1: Yeah. I mean video is not a magic bullet. Um, there isn't a magic bullet. And which isn't to say that you know somebody listening to this call is going to start making videos and suddenly their business goes boom. But you can't do video because it's going to do that for you. You just have to, This is part of the tools that you add to your toolkit, and it can be a really powerful, potent tool. There's no question about it. But there isn't a fast way to. to you know, I want my videos to get you know uh, three million views in a month. Blah blah blah. Well get a dancing cat (laughs) or a singing panda. You know what I mean? And if you can tie that into your business, then awesome. Um, You know, and make it last and even better. I mean, there's certainly ways to to get crazy and think about it. It worked for Blendtec. You know, will it blend? And, you know, they put an Mm -hmm. iPhone in the blender and ask their their viewers to do that. Um, There are ways to do it. And if you can think of a way to do that, that's awesome. If it's a connecting way. Um, and I will, you know, again with Blendtec, I, they they did do viral videos in a way that connected with their viewers because they asked their viewers to make the videos. They didn't make them.
0: Right. Well, and they and they, they connected with the the carnal need to destroy thing, which that's that's where the <laughs> yeah. whole viral concept comes into play, people loved it, but it was about the product and about the quality of the product. So they were getting their yeah. message out there. They're having fun, which is also another really important part of all this. You want to make oh, sure yeah. you're having fun and in, in everything that you're doing with this. And at the same time it helped promote the product. It was it was almost like a secondary thing. The the fact that it actually did go viral um, was was, that was a big plus for them, but that wasn't, they didn't go out saying, I'm going to make viral videos.
1: Right, right. And I think there's even an interview with their CEO who was surprised
0: that that happened. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. You know? Well, and that, and that brings me to, to another point. With, with the types of videos that are out there, one of the things that you talk about is having a conversational video. And I think that that, that is what, what people really like in today's world. So let's talk about that for a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. One of the, one of the things that I talk about is the difference between narrative and conversational. And narrative is, is me telling you about something without me actually talking to you. Like, you know, the earth was formed in the year, blah, 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 and its crust was blah, blah, blah. And I just keep talking and talking and talking. And I never ask you any questions. And I never have any pauses. And it's like, really boring. And I think we've all been subjected to those, especially if you think back to you know sixth grade and history class, and that horrible video the teacher would put on, and you know you're like, "What, I'm gonna die um and unfortunately, some of us still have that happen when we sit down in front of a video camera mm-hmm. and you know who you are and uh and it's okay, you can get past it, and here's how you get past it is you 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 create a conversation for video by by running like what I call the phone test. Like, if what you're going to say to the video camera could be this, the same conversation that you could have with somebody on the phone, then it's going to work. That is a conversation.
0: I love it. And, and, you know, just just so we can clarify that a little bit, I know some of you that have been on the phone with me before, th- these aren't necessarily the same conversations, because if I start snoring in the background, you would still miss the point, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, it's so funny that you say it that way because, and, and I just had to throw that in there just for obnoxious sake. Uh, but I love it the 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 way that you put that out there. I, I think it is really important. And I was, um, you know, you you and I just had a conversation. I was back in Boise visiting family and friends and stuff, and I was sitting there talking to a friend of mine who's also happens to be my virtual assistant. And she, she listens to a lot of teleseminars and webinars and things like that, and she, she was talking about some of the horror stories of some of them where she's listened to them, and like within 10, 15 minutes, she's about to fall asleep because they're very lecture-oriented. And yeah. I think that that is, is the key is you don't think of it like a lecture format. Think of it like you're having a conversation with one person sitting across from you. And yeah. that's what makes the difference because when I when I shoot video or when I do a webinar or a teleseminar or something, I actually picture one person and that's who I'm having the conversation with. It's no different that when I'm speaking, I speak in front of groups. I'm focusing on one person at a time as I'm having my doing my presentation because it feels like a conversation and that's I think that's a piece that a lot of people still kind of miss and I I like the way you put it out there is think of it as a real conversation not a monologue and it's I like to look at the the lecture versus conversation format because anybody who's been to you know you know say College English 101 you've probably been through the lecture format and had a hard time trying to stay awake that's not what you want to do. If you want to grow your business and you want, to, you want to grab people's attention and get them to really love what you have to say, you've got to get away from that. You've got to get in that conversation and make it sound like a real one-on-one conversation with somebody.
1: Yeah, it's so, so true. Um, and I And I love that you are totally into that. And, you know, it shows already with what you do and how you come across on camera and on the phone and everything because it's... And like you said, it's, it's amazing that, you know, um, some presenters and stuff are out there not using that tool. And it's the same thing with video. You just always want to talk to one person. And I had a video once where um, I was so dialed into that. And, and I'm, it, it's something that I'm very aware of. So I'm aware of how I, how I express certain things. And in the video, I said something about, um, I don't remember what I was referencing, but like, you know, raise your hand if you've ever felt this way. And I had somebody write to me and said, I was so involved and felt like you were really talking to me. And all of a sudden, I was really embarrassed because I'd raised my hand and realized that you were on video. And I was like, that's awesome, man. I totally connected, you know?
0: That's awesome. I haven't tried that one yet. I, I have been aware it's like, okay, if I'm going to ask them to raise their hands, if if somebody sits there and says, well, I'm not going to raise my hand because I'm looking at a computer screen, then I'm going right. to be a little bit sheepish. And I'm like, I haven't quite had the guts to do that. So the fact that you did really is cool. And the fact you got somebody to raise their hands and then admit to it later is even better is not funny. Shows, I know. That, that I love it. That just shows it. you're
1: good. <laughs> I'm just goofy. That is
0: one yeah. of those, really awesome. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's definitely an element, you know, to to making the videos, to um, to allow yourself to be kind of goofy. And you know, there are going to things that there's going to be things that screw up. And Rather than trying to be all cool and, you know, move past it, it's like just going to Dorkville and go, oh, man, I just totally messed that up, didn't I? Wow. Awesome. And then carry on. Right. You know, we love, love seeing the human side. We love it. And I what, think. How we are.
0: Yeah. And people, people want to see that in today's world because they, you know, everybody's gotten so tired of the, the big corporate image that. Nowadays, people want to have a connection with a person. And when they see that that person maybe stutters a little bit or you know messes up a word here or there, then they see that that person's a real person, and they feel more connected to them. and i know I know for me personally, I've actually had people that have, you know, I've had some people that are perfectionists and they say, well, you should probably practice your speech more because you stutter once in a while. I'm like, well, okay. And then I've had other people go, you know what? I so love the way that you just talk like a real person instead of sounding like you're all super professional all the time. And you know what? Those are the people that I want to connect with better.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally.
0: All right. So what are some of the things... Awesome. So, what are some of the ways that we can talk? You know, use video as a marketing tool besides talking to a camera. You know, because I know some people still aren't quite ready to do that. Let's talk about some of the other styles of video for a second.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, there's definitely doing screencasting, which uh, for a PC would be. I mean, these are just my favorite ones, but for a PC, I recommend Camtasia or for a Mac, ScreenFlow, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to do screencasting. So you can show us something on your computer and be talking. And if you do decide to do that, I just simply recommend smiling while you're talking. Mm -hmm. And this goes true for for videos as well. And the funny thing is this is not because of how you look, which is, you know, pretty obvious for video, you know, we're looking at you, but the main thing is because it changes how you sound and it changes it to such a degree that people receive your information on a different level and different energy level and everything. So it's really powerful to smile while you're speaking. Um, So that's one major thing that people can do. Another way is to do any sort of, you know, again, this is really particular to what sort of business you're in, but if you can do any sort of demonstrations, like if you're a jewelry designer, you could, you know, set up a camera to show us a process of, you know, something of how you make your jewelry or something like that. Anything like that that invites us into your world in an interesting way is always going to be amazing. Uh, another thing people can do is to do a, a a video over a series of photographs. you know you can buy stock images or you can use your own photographs if you take them and put those together in a in an editing program um, to deliver a message for you that 's another way you can do it.
0: Right, and I've seen those before, and those work really well. And you know, yeah. let's go back to the the screencast thing for a second. Here's yeah. something that I think works really well. That's that's personally, it's my favorite way to do it. I, I I don't have a problem being on video now. I enjoy doing it, but there's there's times where I just want to get something knocked out quickly, and it's so much faster for me to be able to do it do it on a screencast. Most of my training is done that way. But I do find that, that number one, you said it, smiling is like the key to really step it up. The second thing is also if you can, try standing up instead of sitting down
1: yeah good point really yeah. really good point love
0: and that i've I've actually turned my desk into a standing desk now, so I do have a you know like a bar stool that I use if I need to sit down, but I stand up now and I do it when i'm on a on a conference call. I'm doing it right now as we're recording this, when I'm doing my videos, I record that way at the same way because I find that I've got tons more energy when I'm standing than if I sit down. If I sit down, I tend to get a little bit more sluggish. And that's so if cool. you can, yeah, if you can do that, try standing up, try, you know, if you're going to record a video like a screencast or something like that, try taking your computer and putting it on you know, the dining room table or the counter or something that's up higher and try doing it that way and see, go back and listen to it. You'll notice that you've got more energy when you do it that way.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I do tell my ladies, if they're sitting down, that they are not allowed to sit back into their chair. They have to sit up straight, shoulders back, head, you know, sit,
0: sit. there's no slouching.
1: <laughs> there's no slouching <laughs> yeah. in rock and roll. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, we are getting close to the time to, to start wrapping up here, and I, I know you and I sure. could probably sit here and talk for a couple of hours, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I know you got other things that you got to get doing too, and I, I know where you are. It's actually later because it's you're on East Coast, I'm on Pacific. So here's a couple of quick questions for you as we start wrapping up. Number one thing is for everybody listening, I always ask this question: is if there's some one thing that they can get out there and take action on right away, what would that be?
1: I would highly recommend shooting a video immediately. And I would put this to your listeners. I would say, number one, shoot for passion, not perfection. Number two, make video into a fun activity. So for this video that you're going to shoot right now, you can talk about anything that lights you up except your business. And this reframes the whole game of video because, as we said earlier, as entrepreneurs, we get all like, oh, but it has to be perfect and blah, 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 blah. So you know what? Forget it. Talk about your dog. Talk about your kid. Talk about the color red. Talk about anything but your business and get really happy and excited about it. Number three, just press record and do it and then have fun
0: with it. Watch it back and have fun with it. Awesome. Love it. All right. So, as we're, as we're going through, these were great things. Like I said, I'm sure that you and I could probably talk for a couple hours nonstop on all this Definitely. Fun stuff. Definitely. Um, this has been awesome to have you as a guest on here. I know people are going to want to find out more about what you've got going on. And I know that your, your Video Rockstar University has got some really cool stuff with it. How, tell us just a little bit about that, and how can people get a hold of you?
1: Absolutely. Um, They can go to Videorockstaruniversity.com and when you go there, uh, you pump in your email and name and stuff and then you get on the list that gets you the free training and there are seven steps to video rockstardom. And then uh, with uh, being on the list, then I will also send you out regular emails. Um, I'm constantly doing more video tips and uh, I'm actually just about to release one and the next little while, all about lighting because I get asked about lighting so much that I did a, a video showing my lighting setups. Um, just going, look, I this is the simplest way. This is what I do.
2: <laughs>
1: so, um, so I've got that coming out soon, and that's just an idea. You know, I, I do these quick. They're called uh, they're usually called quick tips. Um, the other thing is, they can always find me over at shareross.com because if you're a guy, um, I do offer one-on-one coaching or um, you know i, I have a um series of 1 on 1 coaching a package or just a breakout session a 60 minute jam session that one's called you can find all that on my website shareross.com
0: awesome thank you so much i know you you provided a lot of value had a lot of fun it was so much fun just getting to hang out with you today now as we as we're closing up here i always have one thing that i always like to say and this this rings true to you just like it would anybody else if there's anything that I can do to help support you, just reach out and let me know.
1: Oh, that's awesome, Eli, and right back at you.
0: Ten, ten right. times back. You got it. All right. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap it up. Get out there. Have an amazing Rockstar Week, as always, and we will see you on the next show. Take care. Hey there. This is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other
2: side.